0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. We're going to pray when I'm done, so just hold that thought. We we are going to pray before we leave here because we need to pray. But uh, it's on my heart to preach it now. And uh, I just want to obey and turn with us to John chapter number 14. Goes right along with everything that's been said tonight. And I am so grateful for your willingness to share. Don't you love Wednesday night services? I do. I appreciate the Lord. Just glad that he gives us a place where we can come and share and and uh, just be encouraged by the Spirit of God. And I've got a word on my heart tonight. And. As I was praying this morning, He gave me this. I, I thought I had everything settled for tonight until He began to speak to my soul this morning. And so clearly, He gave me a thought, and then to come in here and to hear all that has been said and uh, what has been shared, <laughs> I can't hardly wait because I know that that was my God. You see, He was He was knowing this morning just exactly what you'd be needing tonight, and. And, oh, I'm so glad that he's that kind of God. John chapter 14, we're going to begin at verse number 1. If you'll stand with us, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not the way, not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Father, thank you for your word, for your divine and sovereign ability to foreknow all that we will ever need. And I am so grateful for this. I am so thankful for how you care for this flock, for these people, and so grateful for the word of God that's being sent. Our hearts are full even as we speak, and we're so thankful for your provision for us tonight. Open up our souls, God, that we might receive this word now as we ask it in Jesus' great name. Amen. I want to begin tonight in in what uh, the Lord responded in chapter 14, verse 1, 2, and verses 3. He was giving an answer to, to questions that had already been given to him from the apostle Peter if you go back into verse number uh, 34 or 35 uh, 36 actually of verse chapter 13 Simon Peter said unto him Lord with about whither goest thou and Jesus answered him whither I go thou canst not follow me now but thou shalt follow me after and Peter said unto him Lord here's another question why cannot I follow thee now I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, The cock shall not crow, or the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. And then he says, Let not your heart be troubled. Right? Uh, Maybe seem unfortunate that there's a chapter division right there, but what we know is that the Lord is still talking to Peter. He's still talking to all of them. And and Peter had a valid question. He said, Lord, why can't we go with you? Why can't we follow you right now? And what the Lord knew is that Peter wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to follow him. And he told him as much. He said, before the night's over, you're going to deny me. But the Lord wasn't worried about Peter, you see, because he'd already prayed for Peter. And may I say, he's already prayed for you. He already knows your future. He already knows the number of your days. He knows everything about you. Every part of what's unknown to you, your God knows that tonight. And he was able to speak unto Peter confidently and say, You can't follow me yet. You're not even ready to follow me yet. You don't even know what it means to follow me yet. You don't understand what I'm fixing to go from. Go to this very night, how I will be, uh, how I will be crucified before this morning is over. And before the day is done, they're going to have me buried in a borrowed tomb and your life upside down. You cannot say that you're ready now, but I know when you will be. I want you to know that my God is sovereign and he's all-knowing. He knows just exactly what's going to come my way. And so he says, in continuing for the apostle Peter, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. What he just told him about him denying him through that night, the Peter didn't want to hear that. Right? He did not want to hear that information. He obviously believed in his heart that he was ready to die for the Lord, but he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready, and the Lord knew that. But the Lord didn't scold him over it. He simply said, You're going to be ready when the time comes. Don't let your heart be troubled. What you need to do is just remember in whom you have believed. Just remember that. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And so he said to Peter, He said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Right? You can't go with me, not yet. It's not time. There are things that you have to do while still here on earth. May I say to you today that we don't always know the plan of God. That my intent tonight, what's on my heart is to give you an answer that ought to satisfy your soul because it has satisfied mine. And I want you to know there is an answer to your questions tonight. If you look in John chapter 13, John chapter 14, you're going to find four men in there and three of them's got some questions. And they asked the Lord that. And this is the very night before he would walk right on out to the garden and there they would pray and there he would agonize for your soul and mine. And then they'd come and arrest him and take him to to Pilate and Caiaphas and all those others. And ultimately, Pilate would condemn him to death by crucifixion and the Lord Jesus Christ would be dead, friend, within six hours of daylight. He would already have given up the ghost. I want you to know that in chapter 14, he's turned to give them the answer that they need. Don't everybody need an answer for the questions of this world? Oh, my goodness, how many times have I bowed on my knees and literally told God, I don't know what to do. Oh, he's schooled me on this so much today, and I'm grateful for it. Then he told the apostle, he said, I'm going away, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. Said, in my father's house are many mansions. That word mansions means dwelling places, abiding places, places where you'll be able to abide. And he said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And in my father's house are many mansions, many dwelling places. And he said, If I go and prepare a place for you, he said, then I'm going to come again. <laughs> Right, I want to encourage you tonight that the most important thing is to realize is that your Lord knows just exactly how your future is going to end. He's already got it all worked out. He understands the very day, the very time, how and when and why. And though those details are not necessary for you and I, what I want you to know is that God already knows it. He said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And he said, that where I am, there you may be also. But that leads us into verse number 4. And that's where I want to take off from tonight is verse number 4. Because when he gave verse number 4, it triggered two more questions. From another one of his apostles, he said in verse number 4, chapter number 14, he said, "In whither I go, you know. And he said, the way you know. Where I'm going, you know. And the way you know. Now, if you look back in verse number 36, it's the very thing that Peter had asked him. He said, where are you going? And why can't I follow you? And here he says, you know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. Why did they ask the question if they didn't know Because in our hearts, friend, there is an ignorance that is pervasive because we do not study the Word of God and allow the Spirit of God to apply to our life that knowledge that brings us to a day of deliverance where we're simply able to believe in the Word of God and say, I know, I do know. They said, we don't know. We don't know where you're going. And in verse 4, Jesus looks at him and he says, where I'm going, you know. And he said, the way you know. Let's look at verse number five. I want you to see what Thomas responded now in terms of questions. He had a couple of questions. The Bible said in verse number five, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. (laughs) He said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. You just said, we know where you're going. Peter asked you, where are you going? You said, you know where we're going. He said, I'm saying I don't know where you're going. He said, Lord, we don't know where you're going and how can we know the way? Now, let me be clear that I believe that the intent of Thomas' heart was not malicious. I don't believe in any way he wanted to call the Lord out for lying. How many in here would, would bravely call the Lord a liar? In effect, technically, that's what he was doing. Right? If you just read it for what it, what it says, that's what he was doing. He was calling the Lord out, right? He said, the Lord had just said, you know the way. And he said, you know where I'm going. And Thomas turns right around and says, that's not true. In effect, that's what he said. He said, you're telling a lie. But I don't believe he meant it that way. don't believe he meant it that way. And I, I, I can think of scores of times that on my knees. I have been guilty of the same thing. I've been guilty of the same thing saying, Lord, I don't know where you go. When he's already said, you do know. You do know. And here he's going to bring to them that simple answer. He's going to bring to them the answer of all answers. He's going to bring to them the answer that answers every question there is. He is fixing to give them the solution to every problem, to everything that will ever be asked. You say, Preacher, I get where you're going here. And that is way too simple an answer. I want you to know by the time I finish tonight, I hope to God that every one of us leave this place with an absolute confirmed heart that we know the answers to life's problems. Thomas said, he said, hey, we don't know where you're going and how can we know the way? As if the Lord, what the Lord had just said was not true. And I don't believe he had an intent that was malicious. I believe he was absolutely honest in his question. I believe he was honest when he was saying to the Lord, there's something wrong with me because I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get it. I don't know where you're going, and I don't know how to get there. I don't know. I don't know the way. You just said I do, but I don't know it. And and the Lord would respond, and I want you to look at what he said to Thomas. He said in verse number 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I say to you today in Psalms chapter number 25, the Lord, it says, Lord, Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. I believe today that there are a couple of things that that cause us such consternation of questions in our own hearts. Now, you may be different than I am, but I have confessed it before you that many a time I have knelt before God and said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know when to do it. And may I say that I am honest in my heart as I pray those things. But I also want to confess to you that what the Holy Spirit of God has shared with me today, that part of the problem is my own ignorance and the other problem is my lack of faith. Because number one, if I knew what he said, then I would have the answer. And if I believed what he said, then I would have the faith. And if I believed and knew the word of God, it would deliver me. And what Jesus is saying to Thomas is that you do know where I'm going, and you do know the way. And he's fixing to give him the answer, right? And so maybe you're gonna, you're gonna check this off and you're gonna say, oh, this is, this is just a cliche. It's just too simple of an answer. But you hear me tonight. This is the answer of all answers. And if we ever grab a hold of this answer and we truly begin to apply it to the questions of our lives, you will find that you actually did know the answer. I want you to know tonight that the children of God has not been hidden from us. Now, I don't know the future. Most of what I don't know is the timing of God. Because most of what he has Given you and I is about what he Is going to do now I want you to know concerning the lost people In this world I don't know who will Say yes and who will say no to Jesus Christ I don't know that And I am given the responsibility To preach the gospel to every Living creature whether I know Whether or not they will or won't receive Jesus Christ but I can tell You and I said it just this week As my wife and I were talking about The needs of somebody else we both both agreed that the need they had that was greatest of all was Jesus Christ. Right? You can talk about the, the, the symptoms of their lives, which might have been drug addiction, alcoholism, pornography, any of these other ungodly things that plagued the lives of, of people in our daytime. I want you to know that the answer that to, to every need among us today is Jesus Christ. Oh, we think, well, that's too simple of an answer. You need to break it down for me. You need to make it something that is a little more applicable to a situation in a classroom on a certain day of the week. I'm still giving you the right answer tonight. Jesus said to them, you do know the answer. You do know it. But their ignorance... Now, I'll give them this... They were from there looking forward. We have a privilege of looking backwards. Yeah. Now, you, shouldn't, you should not have the trouble with questions that they did. We have the privilege of being able to look back in history and see the death of Jesus Christ that would take place within 12 hours of this conversation. Jesus Christ would be dead and put into a tomb and three days later raised from the dead and defeat hell in the grave. May I say to you today, we know that. There's no excuse for our ignorance because we've got a book. They didn't even have But the Old Testament, most of them didn't have versions they could tote around. We got the whole thing, Paul. (laughs) You know why we're ignorant? Because we don't study the Word of God. Because I believe with all my heart that in this book, Brother Greg contains the wisdom of God. I believe everything that I'll ever need in this world have been equipped with right here. I don't believe there'll be another revelation necessary. There won't be another book needed to be added. There ain't anything missing out of the pages of this book. And if we just have to roll it all up into one and sum up what it means, Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, I want you to know that it's all about one man and that is Jesus Christ and he is the answer. Whatever your question is, let me tell you, just plug that in. Oh, I wrestled with this, right? Because my mind don't work that way. right? My, my mind don't work that simply, right? Because in, in, in the prideful part of my heart, my problems are way more complex than that. I need answers, you see, that go a little deeper than that. I need something that's that goes a little far that may I say to you, there'll never be any answer any better than that one right there. I want to declare unto you today that though I may not know every detail of God's plan for my life, I know what God has said about my his promises to me. He said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. He told me he'd go with me unto the end. He'll be my strength, my protector, my provider, my he is everything to me. You might as well say, Jesus is my answer. You know, Thomas was brave enough to pray his question. He was brave enough to say, because I believe it struck a chord in his heart, and I can relate with him. Right? Not only are we of the same Christian name, <laughs> but I can relate with Thomas's problem. <laughs> over and over today, I've had to repent. So I remember the times that I weep before God and say, why don't you tell me the answer? Why won't you show me what to do? Why won't you show me how to do it? Why won't you show me this or give me that? And, brother, I want you to know that the answer he gave me has been absolutely satisfying to my soul. What he said to Thomas is, he said, You do know the way. You know where I'm going. You know the way. Thomas said, No, we don't. He said, I don't know where you're going. He said, and I don't know the way. He said, how can I know the way? And he looked at him and he said, I am the way. I am the way. You say, preacher, I got to have something. There ain't nothing better than that. There is not an answer better than that. I want you to know, not only was he fixing to tell Thomas one thing, he was going to give him an answer for one thing. No, he was fixing to give him an answer for three. He told old Thomas, he said, I am the way. I want you to know today, I tried my best to get this down. I want you to think about this. Jesus Christ is not a road map. Amen. Anytime, anytime. Anytime that somebody wants to know the way somewhere, hey man, at least back in my when I was a young man, we had maps. I've still got two of them, they gigantic. Rand McNally maps of the entire United States, every road on there, major road. I remember as a young man traveling around the country, having to go here and there. I remember having to use these, those maps. I remember taking a highlighter. You, Paul, I remember taking a highlighter and trying to figure out where to go. Hey, man, let me tell you something. Jesus ain't a road map. Jesus ain't a road map. That's what people want. They want somebody, they want somebody to hand them something that gives every little nook and cranny of how they're supposed to. What I need to know, friend, is somebody that can get me there. Here's the, here's the problem with road map. Ain't everybody can read one. You say, oh, go on now, I'm telling you right now, you can hand my wife a road map, and you might as well give her the instructions to build a rocket. She, has, she didn't know north from south till way after we got married, he should come so. I'm going to say no more. <laughs> but it's the truth. You ask her right now. She didn't learn how to drive to Knoxville till she's something years old. Did she correct me, Vicky? Roadmaps are useless. Let me tell you something. When it comes to traveling this this road called life, I have found, amen, that I don't need a roadmap. I just need on the road. Jesus ain't my roadmap. He the road. He is the road. You say, preacher, but there's so many roads. No, they ain't. According to the word of God, there is one way, there is one path. He said it was straight thank God for that business Amen. ain't no crooked roads ain't no exits or detours he said there is one path it is a straight path it is a narrow path and it will lead all the way to God you say who is that it's Jesus I want you to know I do know the way it's all summed up in this one man and that's Jesus Christ I don't need a road map I don't need anything else I need one man and that's Jesus to get me There. I am the way. I am the way. Well, I thought of it like this. You know, if you ever got on an airplane, amen, there's a little bit of faith involved here when you travel by air. There's there's some faith going on, right? Because all that's involved when it comes to riding on an airplane is you getting in and you buckling up. You're leaving everything else to that aircraft. And to that pilot and you are trusting that in everything that the aircraft and the pilot does is going to get you from point A to point B. The only thing they ask me is to put my tray table up and to get my seat up there before they take off or land and if I'd like a refreshment I want you to know that's the only thing I have to do when I fly on an airplane. Everything else is taken care of. Now it took a little little knowledge to recognize that some somebody knows where they're going somebody knows how to get there somebody knows how to fast to fly that thing to keep the altitude somebody knows how much fuel they've got they know all those answers all I know all I need to know is that when I get on I'm going to get off at the other place somebody else did all of it do you know I didn't need to know any of that I didn't need to know it, but we encumber ourselves with those kind of questions, how and when and why and what, all those kind of things. We want God to answer them. Listen, all we need to know is the real answer, and that is our life is in Christ. And, friend, as long as you're flying with Christ, he is the pilot, he is the plane, he is every means by which you will get there. He is our all in all. He is the way. He said, I'm the way. Thomas said, Lord, how can we know the way? He said, I am the way. I go, well, it's way too simple, right? No, he's being metaphoric. There's something about what he said that we need to die. No, he was being quite literal. He is the way. The way, by the way, the only way that you can get to the Father is through him. The only way that you can get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. He is the only way to God. Now, we can wrestle around with all these other questions, but the truth is the answer is still the same. He's the way. But he said, not only am I the way, he said, but I am the truth. Now, it's one thing for somebody to tell you They are the way. It's another to whether or not you're going to believe it right are we going to accept the simple truth that what Jesus said is what he meant now I believe Thomas was honest I do I don't believe he had any malicious thought I don't believe he was trying to call the Lord out I believe what he was trying to do was to confess before God look I'm missing something I'm not grasping what you're talking about because you say I know the way you say I know where you're going he said but I'm not getting it I don't understand it I don't know the way and I don't know where you're going and he looks him in the eyeballs and said I am the way I am the way there's no other answer you need Thomas but the name of Jesus Christ the son of God that is the only way and you know that don't you how many know Jesus Christ as their personal savior let me give you a clear message you know the way well oh, we've we've wrestled with some questions we needn't wrestled with right because we made them we made them way harder than they were we said no preacher you 're making it too simple i didn 't say it he did i 'm just telling you they have the same questions that I have, and he gave them an answer. You think his answer means something for them and not me no no, my own ignorance and unbelief is what keeps me. From accepting simple truths that will set us free. The things that will set me free of fear and worry and doubt and all of those other things, all those questions that I'm trying to figure out in my mind. No, the Lord Jesus said, listen, he said, you know me. You know the way. Because I am the way. Number two, he said, I am truth. The Bible said in Titus 1 verse number two, the Bible said, which God who cannot lie. Anybody read that in your Bible? Anybody studied your Bible enough to know that it is impossible for God to tell a lie? Anybody read your Bible where he said, let God be true never every man? A liar. Have you ever read in the word of God where he said, I am the truth? That's what he said right here. I am the truth, meaning to Thomas, listen, I know what you think is that this is too simple. There's another answer. He said, I'm telling you the truth because I am the truth. Now, you say, preacher, at what level are you asking me to understand this as the answer? I want you to know that what dwells within the pages of this holy book right here, Amen. This King James Version, what dwells within the pages of this book is what I believe to be inerrant, absolute truth for all mankind. I don't believe there's any other word necessary. There's no other book needed. There's no other commentary. There's nothing else needed. What we need right here is in the pages of this book. The Lord Jesus said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. I want you to know from Genesis all the way to Revelations, this book is about one man, and that one man is the answer to every question that we have in this life, regardless of how you might see it. God is true when every man is a liar and in this book this is truth and if i know what the truth said he said that his truth would set me free and so he gives thomas a simple answer he said number one he said i am the way right if you know me then you do know the way right because let's be clear ain't none of us know how to get to heaven. Right? There's no no road signs that just say heaven. But he does. He's the only one that does, by the way. He is the way and he is the truth. Truth meaning that what he says in this book Even sometimes when it deals specifically to our hearts full of questions, it it helps us with those things. Knowing what it says in the book and believing it. Now, I'm not of that kind of persuasion that actually believes two plus two can equal anything but four. I hear these days that they're trying to teach kids that there, there are other truths. To mathematics, you know, at least in the elementary mathematics, I think those are those are those are just absolute truths, right? Because it don't matter how many eggs you got if you take two of them and add two more and you count one, two, three, four, you're always going to get four, right? Those are those are truths. Those are things that we can count on. They're not going to change. They will always be true. That's what he's saying. He's saying, Thomas, look, number one. <clears throat> You're going, to have, you're going to have to believe that what I've told you is true. Now, he said, if you believe me, then understanding that knowing me, you do know the way then. Although you don't know specifically the trail, how it gets there and, and all that other stuff, you know ultimately the answer to it. And that is, I am going to get you there. I'm going to do that. I am truth and I am the way. Now, they had a problem that they had to deal with that we don't necessarily have being here looking backwards and having a book to help us. They didn't have a crucified Savior and a resurrected Lord. Not at that point. We do, right? We have way less excuse to be complaining with questions that we say we have no answer to than they did. So I'm going to cut them some slack, but not us. Because what he said to Thomas was, is I am the way, I am the truth, but also I am the life. The one thing, Thomas, you can't get sorted out in your mind is not necessarily the way or the truth. You're trying to figure out how do I get past death? He said, let me answer that for you. Let me tell you how you're going to get past the one enemy that no man has ever got past. The one opponent that no man has ever defeated. The one who is undefeated and has captured all and holds all. How many are going to escape death? Thomas knew none. Nobody can get past death. But Jesus knew what he didn't know. Not only am I the way, he said, I'm the truth and... So let me tell you this. I am the life, Dela. I am not life in general. He said, "I am the source of life. I'm the source of life." Now, this wasn't a new concept to him. In John chapter number eleven, just a few days before, remember where they were? They were in Bethany. They had gone to Bethany to see who Lazarus, and Lazarus was what dead. Wasn't that long before that they had heard Jesus tell Martha the very thing he was now trying to convince Thomas the doubter of? Because as he stood with Martha, he said, your brother will live again. She said, Lord, I know my brother will live again at the resurrection. And he looked at her and he said, Martha, I am the resurrection. I am the life. They had heard that before. And you know what they watched that day? They watched the I am life speak and a dead man get up out of the tomb and walk out. It wasn't foreign to Thomas. It was his own ignorance and unwillingness to believe the truth. He'd already heard. You see, the problem with the questions that I have is most of them are plagued with my indifference to the word of God and unwillingness to see it as absolutely true. And if I see it as true and I believe it, right? Ignorance and lack of faith is mostly where our problems come from. Because the Word of God is our knowledge. I read to you from Psalms 25. You go to Psalms 119 and read nine different passages where the psalmist said, Lord, teach me. Lord, teach me. Lord, teach me. We find in the book of James, I believe, where the Bible said, any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. God will tell you what you need to know. But ultimately, you can sum it all up into this simple truth. It's all Jesus. You say, wait a minute. You're trying to tell me that the answer to my all my problems is Jesus. How many of you have ever really had a problem and just called on Jesus and he fixed it? All right, well, when you look at it that way, yeah, yeah, it works that way. But what about those things that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Listen, I don't know what's, but I know who owns tomorrow. Who is that? Oh, same answer. Yeah. So, even though it feels a bit simple and cliche, let me tell you something, Greg. Some of us just need simple. Amen to God. Some of us just need one answer. Wouldn't it have been nice if all those tests you had taken in high school, there was just one answer? That would have been terrific. Man, I say to you that all the problems in your life, I've I've got one answer for you. Do you know that all the lost people, do you know what they need today? One answer. Oh, that's way too soon. No, 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 no. No. I will tell you right now, at nine year old, when I got lost, you know, the one answer I needed that day was Hmm. Hmm. That time I was so sick and didn't know what to do, and the doctors couldn't help me. Right, Dad? They couldn't they couldn't do, right? Keep on, you're just gonna be dead. That's all there is to it. What was the real answer? Well, what's your question? Let's just see if it fits. But you know it will, don't you? There has never been. Let me me give you some experience. I haven't been saved 47 years. I'm really practicing that number now. 47 years now. That has always been the right answer for me. That has always been the right answer. This old preacher was talking with a young man, just graduated high school. He was so excited. No man asked him. He said, "Man, he said, what you gonna do now?" He said, "Preacher, I'm, I'm I'm going to college. I'm gonna get me a good education." He said, "Oh, that's great. Then what?" He said, "I'm I'm I'm gonna get me one of them big jobs and make me lots of money." He said, "Wow!" He said, "That's good." What then? What? He said, "Well," he said, oh, "I'm gonna get married and and maybe have some kids, raise a family." That's good. Then what? And get me a house and 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 maybe some stuff to to, to help my family with. He said, "That's that's great." Then what? And the boy's getting frustrated by it. He said, I don't know. He said, "Then I'm going to retire and, and you just take it. He said, that's great. Then what? I don't know. He said, I guess I'll die. He said, that's right. Then what? There is one answer and only one answer that will fit in that one. There's only one answer to that question that will get you to heaven, only one, and it is Jesus. You say, preacher, I've got decisions coming up. I don't know what to do. I got the answer. One of the brothers told me Sunday night as I was walking away, he said, hey, I got this coming up next week, and I need you to pray for me. Got any advice? I said, yep. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5 and 6. You know what my answer was? Jesus. The verse specifically says, Trust in the Lord Jesus, with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and what did he say he would do? He will direct your path. Wait, you mean the direction to my path is all about Jesus? That's the answer. That's the answer. We make it way too hard. And I've already confessed, right? We fix and come pray. I hope you'll confess. Yeah. But I've, I've already had to deal with this all day long. How many times that I've got down before God and said, God, why? Why? Why ain't you doing this? Why ain't you doing that? You know, just clear as if the heavens opened up to me today. He said, you know what? I've got it all under control. I know just exactly what to do. And by the way, I love them more than you do. I know just exactly what to do. I know when to do it. You see, every person in this world that is in need or in trouble, I assure you, there is one answer to their problem, that that it absolutely changes everything. I realize somebody watching this on the internet, they're gonna say, that's them Christians. (laughs) Right? They so they so narrow minded. They think this Jesus is. You just plugged that. In. Anybody testify? Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I've lived it. I've lived it. I've plugged Jesus into every circumstance of life you can you can imagine. And I want you to know, He's the right answer for every single thing. Amen. Thomas said, "Lord," he said, "We don't know where you're going." <laughs> he was honest. He really was ignorant and unbelieving of his master's word. He'd heard him. He'd heard him talk at Lazarus' grave. He'd heard, I am the resurrection and the life. He that liveth though he dead, yet shall he live. And he that believeth in me shall never die. He heard that. But you know what? He didn't believe it. And at that point, he was still ignorant of that truth. So he honestly said, Lord, I, I don't know. But you see, it wasn't a problem that God hadn't told him. And he's willing to say, yep, he's told me. Yeah, I got a book, and I, I rarely open it. And it contains every answer of life. I don't study it. I don't read it. I watch more TV than I do it. And then we want to question God. No, he said, you know. He said, you do know. You do know, Thomas. Let me be real simple for you, right? Because we're simple people. He said, I am. The way, the truth, the life, it's all me. I'm the answer, Thomas. If you know me, you know the Father, he said. If you know me, he said, you're going to get to heaven. I'm going to take you there. He'd done told Peter in verse number two and three, I'm going to prepare a place, right? That's what he told him. He said, and if I go away, I will come again. That's more truth. The answer is Jesus. Now, we started off the service tonight with all kinds of great testimonies and, and prayer requests and a sharing of the heart. I believe, that, I believe that a sovereign God knew just exactly that every one of us needed a, some encouragement tonight with some simple truth. You've got problems? I know you do, but I got you an answer. He said, need, I need a better answer. That There is no better answer than this. There's not a circumstance you will find yourself in that he will not be there with you. He will not be there for you. He'll even fight your battles. That's what, he's, that's what he said. The question is, is, do I believe him? Do I know it, right? Am I ignorant of this truth? And do I believe this truth? That's where our questions come from. It's not because he's not given us the answer, nor is the answer too complicated, difficult, or something we can't handle. It's a simple answer. Jesus is the answer for every question in our life. Michael? You can provide all He's the answer. Well, I think now would be a good time for us to pray. You know, I've tried all day long to, to repent and, and, and just try to get on track here with what he was teaching them. You've got the answer, and it's me. I'm your answer. Everything that you need, it's me. Let me be. What I've promised you in this book, I will be. Just believe it. Plug in that answer. Trust it. And God is the answer. He is the answer. He'll get us. He'll get us there. He is the way. He is the truth. And he's the lie. Everybody could. Let's come together in the altar now and let's pray.